Thomas, can you Maybe. hear me? I hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Are we on? Yay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Better Health for Women and Men. I am your host, Lady Michelle. I am so honored to be trying to get this interview down with someone that's very special to me. He doesn't know that, but he's very special to me. Him and I had a long talk, and it, it, it is good to have people that is kind of like on your same level. And I am so honored to interview Mr. Thomas Baker as he shared his story about variation. So, Thomas, take it away. How are you doing, uh, Lady Michelle? It's great to great to great to be on your podcast. I'm honored that you that you asked me. Um, and you can call me Tom. Uh, only only when I'm in trouble do people call me Thomas. And and, and sometimes they even use a, uh, all three names. But uh, uh, I'm so uh, honored to be here. And you know. We talked uh, the other day about dealing with worry and dealing with uh, dealing with putting ourselves in a place where all we think about are our problems or all we think about are things that that really might upset us. And and man, what a waste of time! Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a video producer. Uh, I've been in the media business in radio and in television uh, and various other things for the better part of 35 years. Um, I, I have had the joy of doing things that I absolutely love. Uh, every day is different and I get to wake up and, and, and just not even feel like it's work most of the time. But uh, I worked with uh, HGTV when they launched in 1994, and I was there with them for seven years uh, in the uh, video, uh, the editing department, and uh, worked with all departments. Uh, They grew so fast that they started using outside contractors, and I decided that was the place I needed to be. So I left a perfectly secure job that I loved to go open my own business and hopefully have them as one of my main uh, clients. And uh, it quickly worked out well. Uh, I did that starting in uh, 2002, so it's been 18 years. Uh, And it's been, uh, for the most part, it's been absolutely wonderful. It grew really quickly and I had employees, I had expensive equipment, I had a production truck, the whole thing. And uh, every year uh, for about five years, business doubled and it was incredible. And that was wonderful all the way up until about 2012. And (laughs) the whole climate changed. It was like the perfect storm. Uh, My business fell to about a third. And it had done that before uh, for temporary times and and something would always uh, uh, come and uh, kind of rescue it more or less. Uh, And I had, you know, I had business savings and so it would would, uh, cover the ebbs and flows, but this kept ebbing. It never flowed. And for nearly a year and a half, uh, I was under uh, what seemed to be attack 
And uh, I ended up having to lay off my employees and I ended up having to sell uh, a lot of my TV equipment in order just to keep the doors open and keep food on the table. Uh, In fact, uh, one of the one of the poorest decisions I think I had ever made, uh, but uh, it was part of the story was I kept my employees longer than I should have because I, one, I felt responsible for them. Uh, and two, I didn't want it to appear like the business was falling to pieces a, a, as it was. Uh, and so I kept them and I didn't pay the IRS. And uh, I will tell you, that's probably not the most intelligent decision. I wouldn't suggest it. Uh, and so for a year and a half, I worried myself out of 30 pounds. I lost 30 Whoa. pounds. Yeah. And it's not a suggested weight loss plan. It, it was horrible. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I woke up every day in a cold sweat. I didn't want to get out of bed because I knew uh, the difficulties I was facing. I owed a lot of people a lot of money, uh, including the IRS, who threatened uh, to basically take everything. Uh, I remember the day really well. Uh, I was, uh, uh, I was in my office and heard a knock on the door you know, went upstairs and answered it. And, uh, the person looked at me and said, uh, you're Mr. Baker, right? Tom Baker. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I'm with the IRS. You and I need to talk. And I'll never forget the cold chills that just went up and down my whole body. And, uh, he looked at me and basically said, you owe us a lot of money. We've been trying to get a hold of you. Uh, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, I, I don't, I, I don't have it right now and I don't know what I can do. And he said, well, you have two options. Uh, uh, I can basically, uh, take your business right now, or you can sign a paper that says you promise to pay, uh, in monthly installments. And if you miss one, we'll still take everything. And, uh, wow. and I said, well, I'll pick, I'll pick door number two. Uh, and, uh, you know, Praise God, it all worked out. But for that year and a half, I was scared to death. And um, it was it was painful. Uh, It was it was just something that I, I didn't believe I could handle. And honestly, that's what worry is to me. If if I were to 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 define worry. Worry is basically being afraid of things that might happen that you don't think you can handle. And that's right. all, that's the only place I lived. I lived in wondering how this was going to play out, how I was going to be able to deal with it. Right. And so what happened in my head was that I kept trying to imagine how it was going to play out. And that's what we always do. We get faced with any situation and we start trying to imagine how it's going to play out. Uh, and, and we invent the outcome. And so once we start inventing the outcome, every time we play it out in our head, it seems to get worse. And then we worry that we can't fix it. And we worry that we, and you, know- and you can't go ahead. And you know, it's something that you just said is so true because I have found myself with that same problem 
stressing and wearing and it's like why are you stressing over this the battle is not mine it's the lord's so calm your butt down but it's like oh my god in the world and i mean i'm like you which called like i'm on um um this medication because i have neuropathy and i keep gaining all this weight and i'm like saying now lord wait a minute now i know that I'm doing the right thing. I have to take my medication. And I read the bottle and I told my daughter, I said, I did not know that this medicine caused gaining weight. She said, I could have told you because they had put her on the same thing. And she said, I had to quit. But I was stressing because when I stress, I eat a lot. Oh, Lord, I'm going to eat me a Publix cake in a minute. I don't know if y'all got Publix in y'all's area, but I can go to Publix and eat me a Publix cake in a minute. <laughs> Well, it, chips, potato chips are my downfall, and uh, I could eat probably a bag in a sitting if I'm stressed. Yes, yes. And, and and my goodness, you know, and and that you know, to me, what's the problem with worry? One, it doesn't solve anything. All we try to do is just fix tomorrow's problems with today's information. We can't do it. Uh, but, we, you know, and, and, and I know God knows we worry, but we he also doesn't celebrate it. There's not one time in the Bible that God tells us, oh, yeah, it's all right, you can do that. No, it says 365 times, do not fear. Don't stress about tomorrow because tomorrow will will worry with itself true. and so it's true uh, you know what does it do to us though when when we when we allow ourselves to be consumed with a problem and sometimes it's not just one it's one problem and then another problem and another problem and we start getting overwhelmed with with trying to sort it all out what happens inside is we just kind of get paralyzed. Uh, we mm-hmm. we we lose our productivity. We lose our focus. When I was going through this, I became so disengaged with my family. It was so sad because you know they they looked at me for support. They looked at me for for love and devotion, which which I should be doing as a father. And I was just so disengaged. I'll look back on that time uh, with, with some regret because uh, it was it was not the best me that I could give. But but I, I did learn a lot about it. I learned a lot about myself. And there was a point where, you know, I was falling to pieces every day. I was I was yelling at God. I was pounding my fists on the floor. I was crying, you know, what whatever. All these emotions were coming. And mm-hmm. I will I will be proud to say I didn't ever stop praying. But mm-hmm. the problem was I was praying the wrong thing. I was I was asking God, and we all do it. I was asking God to remove it. I was asking God, please take this away from me. And mm-hmm. you know, that's not my place. He he wanted me to learn things about myself and he wanted me to learn things about him 
And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the second my prayers changed from take this away to God, give me strength, give me uh, right. direction, Get, mm-hmm. give me a way to, mm-hmm. to grow myself from this, everything changed. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, when we does. ask God, it does. It does. It does. When we ask God to take away a situation, it's kind of like a football player saying, uh, Coach, put me on the bench. I don't want to play anymore. And we mm-hmm. can't get anything done on the bench. You know, we just, we, we've got to grab God by the arm and, and just face it. And that's, that's a difficult thing to do, but there's no problem bigger than God. And all we have to remember is he's there for the taking and he's there to give us strength. Nothing we face. I mean, this, what I went through, uh, is pales in comparison to what some people went, go through, but it's an example of how, uh, deep in worry we can take ourselves and then how wonderful it can be once once you just change your perspective that didn't mean it went away but but I was able to make clearer decisions and I was able to think and I was able to uh, operate and navigate life again and and I'll I'll be happy to say that that you know I'm still in business it's totally changed uh, I still am in the video business, but you know it's it's a smaller scale, and I'm having more fun than ever. So uh, it, there, there is always a lot of worry. Yes, you don't think God has a way, and and the reason why I'm, I'm glad you said it is because it's like this: God won't give us no more than we can bear. You know what I'm saying? And we as people have got to learn that sometimes being smaller is the best thing than besides being big. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've, I've, well, like my, yeah. like my spiritual uh, father, he's in Africa, and this man has over close to 600,000 members in his church, and he's quick to tell people, if I could shove it away, I would. He said, but since I got it, I learned how to deal with it. It's not easy. It is no. not easy. It's just like it's just like with me. People, well, no, people don't laugh at me, but I, I don't mind sharing this with my my audience because this will help along with what you're saying about variation. In the mornings, I have a board meeting, and, and check this out. Now, listen, Tom, don't laugh at me when I say this, but I'm just being honest with you. In the mornings, I have a board meeting. I have God. I have Jesus. And I have the archangels and I have the Holy Spirit. And I sit there and I communicate with them just like I'm talking to you. And don't you not know when I do that and God tell me what he want me to do. And because the Bible says that Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father. And when God, when the Spirit of God tells me all this stuff, my day goes so much smoother. Oh, and, and I love that. That's that, that's I, I, that sounds like a really powerful meeting, and I bet yes. uh, you can know, oh get a lot God. done in that meeting. Um, you ain't like I, I sit there. Go ahead. I, I I tell one thing that that I think about is I'm not so sure God 
there are things in our lives that we can't handle. But I, I believe that God won't give us anything that he can't handle. And, um, you know, when you, when you take the perspective of that you're doing it together, then, then it really is strengthening and it really is uh, empowering. You know, it's it, all, all we get lost in our thoughts. We get we get overtaken by us trying to figure it out for ourselves and, and thinking will never overcome fear. And worry basically is fear. But if we just we, we have to. You know, any problem, we're going to have to stop and sort it out. And it's going to be a little traumatic because it's it means change. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing we worry about is change. And that can be a change in our health. It could be a change in our income. It could be a change in uh, most anything. Um, but I've got a dog that wants to go out. That's Mango, and I and I want to talk to you about Mango for a minute. She, she's trying to be part of it. Mango is part of the solution that I had. Wow! Um, when I was going when I was going through this crazy time, when I was losing the thirty pounds and I was dealing with financial uh, devastation. Um, this rescue mutt, we had her in the house already. She's uh, she's probably about 70 different breeds. We have no idea what she is. She's a 60-pound, crazy, playful, nuthead lick monster. And at first, you know, I would come home and I would be all mad or upset or or worried sick, and there she was. She would always be the first one. I always call her the greeting committee. She's always the first one to come up and just look at me like I'm in her biggest hero. And that made me mad because I'm not. I, I didn't feel like it. And right. she was always happy, and I didn't like that. And so I started watching this this nutty creature and, and realized... <laughs> There, there's a lot of things we can learn from dogs. And, yes, you know, she she is one of those kinds of dogs. Not every dog's like this, but there, there are dogs that really just take life in the palm of their hands and just and just love it. And they just simply... I got one in my arms right now. I got one in my arms I mean, right now. What kind of dog do you have? She's a Chihuahua. And she is my pride and joy. Well, if you think about dogs, and it's kind of generic, but if you think about things that we could possibly learn from them, yes, forgiveness, kindness, patience, humility, yes. Yes. courage... Resilience. Yes. I mean, they can bounce back. How how to rest? Compassion. Uh, you know how to protect, how to serve, and and love unconditionally. I mean, if we could take any one of those things and learn from them, holy smoke, 
we would we would our lives would improve greatly and so i watched this crazy thing and tried to tried to figure out what makes her happy what how can she be so happy every day and there are three things that i learned from her the biggest takeaway from watching this dog was that the most important thing in her life was this moment this very moment she was going to operate for now and when we worry and when we stress we're never thinking about now we're thinking about tomorrow we're thinking about next week we're thinking about you know when that decisions coming from uh the the doctor or the you know the 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 job interview we're always worried about how it's going to play out and we always forget about now mm-hmm. and when we're stressed and this is one of the tools that I teach when I talk places one of the tools that we've got to refine and and take action steps to learn better is when we get consumed with worry just stop and and try to think of what you have to accomplish today. Do your very best at what you have to do today. And that will that will reorient your mind into stop living in the future, stop living in in places that you have no control over. I mean, when we worry about stuff, we only know so much about tomorrow or next week. We there's so many things that can happen next week or tomorrow that we aren't even thinking about, we don't know about that will affect what we're worrying about. So I mean it's fruitless to try to figure out what's going to happen and you know the other day I I was uh worried about my car. I was driving my car. I was at the bank in line at the drive-through and all of a sudden it starts dinging at me. Ding 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 ding. And I look down and the 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 gauge that shows how hot the car is was off the charts. It was red, it was overheating. And so I immediately turn the car off and I try to think for a second, okay, wait. I'm in line at the bank. What am I going to do here? And so um I started back up and just pull out a line a little bit, get out of the way of the other cars, and then uh I think for a minute, okay, it's Friday afternoon, the bank's about to close and I got to do business. So what did I do? I get out of my car and I go to the drive-through standing. <laughs> and and I'll never forget the per- the look on the person's uh uh face that w- the bank teller was like looking at me like you're you're in the drive-through but you're walking. <laughs> and so I finally get my business done. I go back to my car and there's a big pu- there's a big puddle of water underneath it. So I'm like, "Oh man, this is not good." And so I'm calling the tow truck and just trying to not lose it because I know one I'm stranded, so uh I've got to figure out how to get home. Uh and then I call my wife and she's on the way. And as the tow truck's pulling this car off on a Friday afternoon and my mechanic is already gone for the day, I I stop and think how, this is going to ruin my whole weekend because I don't know what's wrong with the car. It may be dead. It may cost me a ton of money. Um 
and I'm without a car. So I had two choices. I could either stew about it all weekend, or I could just tell myself, stop thinking about it until you get an answer from your mechanic on Monday, because I have no idea what's wrong with it. And I'm not right. going to know. <clears throat> so I, I've convinced myself to stop thinking about it. I, I mean, it crossed my mind here and there, but it, it's like I'm not going to solve anything by creating the outcome, by, right. by trying to imagine what's wrong with my car, because I just don't know. So I waited till Monday, and it was a hose. It cost maybe $50 to fix, and it was fine. And I, you know, in my mind, if I allowed it to, I, I, cr- I created the fact that the car was going to go to the junk pile because the engine was destroyed. And it wasn't. And you know what I so, mean? That's you funny know. you said that. Oh, my God. That's funny you said that because <coughs> my family is good with that crazy nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we, my, oh, my God. My children and their father, they were set up in there. Well, well, what about this? What, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like the peacemaker. And I'm like, when you guys just calm down, it's going to be okay. But mama, what about this? Or my ex-husband say, Michelle, what about this? What about what? We cannot do nothing until we get the answer. So why are y'all stressing? Y'all stressing yeah. me out. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't change it. It doesn't fix it. It doesn't make it better, and it doesn't make all it does is make it worse because you've lost sight of the joys that are all around you because you're worried about something you can't fix. You can't even you don't even know what's wrong with it, and so. And and I tell people, when I, I you know I, I I work with people one on one and I speak to groups, and I I I tell them, imagine a time when you didn't have a worry nothing was affecting you and usually I said I said imagine the scenario and usually people say it's at the beach or you know someplace where you just let everything down for a second that doesn't mean that there aren't things to worry about they're right. still up there it just means that you were able to turn them off you were able to not worry for at least a short time so what does that prove? That proves that there is a way to not worry all the time. I, I will say that every day opens up its own opportunities for worry. And so we kind of have to work our way into steps to stop worrying when, when it starts to take us over. But there are steps. And one is remember to deal with today. Uh, another step that I learned from my dog is to stick your head out the window and smell the beauty. Because mm-hmm. whenever I take Mango for a ride in the car, and that's just like the greatest thing ever for her, the first thing she wants to do, she pushes her nose up against the window. She wants the window down. And mm-hmm. she just wants to take in all the beauty. And what that reminded me of is in the midst of a, a difficulty or a struggle or a change, that beauty's still out there. And we get peace and we get joy 
just by rem- remembering that there's there's beauty out there. There's there's blessings out there. They were there yesterday, and they're they're still there now. We just have to look harder to see them, and and that's that, that's what I, I really had to stop and remember. Um, and and also, what do dogs do? Uh, they live to serve. They live to try to please us or to to be our comforter. And one thing I also learned from that was that we're in the when we're in the middle of something um, we have to remember that the other people are out there that are probably in worse shape than us and if we take if we take the focus off of us for just a second and try to reach out to somebody else who's in trouble then it diminishes our worry a little bit if we help somebody else just a little, just to offer a shoulder, just to reach out, call somebody, and and tell them you're thinking about them or something. I mean, it doesn't remove your worry, but it takes it down about 25 notches. And if you go to your church and and look for ways or reach out to your church, and and there all churches have missions, they have things going on that are helping other people, and they need the hands and feet of Jesus, and that's what we are. Uh, and they need us to go out and help other people. And when we do that, it puts our worry in perspective a lot more, a lot more clearly. It, and and we don't have to choose to worry so much. It's so funny you said that because this is what it, the people don't understand it, and and it's so true. When you was talking, my mind ran back to what the Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but in love and power and sound mind. Then, when you just bought the illustration about mission, and that is the key, the mission of Jesus is love. Yes. Love. When you see even a homeless person, you go out and you bless them. If it ain't, if it ain't, you know, I tell people this all the time. The Dollar Tree, I thank God for the Dollar Tree. I don't know if you all got one, but we got one. And if you see somebody that needs help, Go and bless them. What is five dollars? What 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 is five dollars? Or if that person needs a little uplifting, give them a track. Now I don't know if you remember when tracks was out, but I remember many times when I fell down, I could go to a payphone booth and find a track and read it. Yeah. They don't do they don't do the stuff no more. And it's like everybody wants big ministries, everybody wants this, everybody wants that. But they're forgetting the foundation of Jesus. The foundation is this. Show love. If you show love, I would draw. Our The people will come to me if you just lift me up. But if you constantly is always crazy nonsense, this world will always be at a, a, a standstill. That's so, so true. And, and even taking that... Um, we also need to remember that when we're going through a disaster, and I can think mm-hmm. of many disasters in my life. I've been divorced. I've lost jobs. I've, you know, you could, you could we could all go on forever on the disasters that we that we've had. But if I think about them for a second, every single one of them, I was able to help somebody else through the same mm-hmm. thing after I went through it. 
and and when somebody's yeah, going through a tough yeah and and so when i when i think of people who are going through stuff the first person they're going to really connect with is the person that comes up to them and said you know it ain't the same but i went through something real similar yes and yes if you need yes. if you need a shoulder i can i'll be glad to talk to you Yes. And what that does is that turns our disaster into a blessing. And so if we can remember when we're in the middle of a disaster that at some point we're going to be able to help somebody else with this. And God's allowing us to, to develop compassion. <clears throat> and he's allowing us to see how people, others can hurt we're not going to understand that unless we find hurt ourselves a little bit. God doesn't want us to live broken, at least for long. But I know that he allows brokenness in our lives so that we can have compassion for others. And, and all we know, have to do is to, not live there. Thank you. Tom, let me, let me share something with you. This is why I try to tell people a lot of times is that, I, I, I mean, I'm a person like this. I love to help people. I really do. But I like I to can share tell my about you. <laughs> but I like to share my testimony. And when you share your testimony, the Bible says, by your testimonies we overcome. You you go out there and like you say, you share about what you went through variation. This is helping somebody else. Because a lot of people, especially while we, especially while we're dealing with the pandemic now, people don't know which way to go. People no. are scared. No. They are crying out, and I try to, st- I, I try to stay out of politics. The Lord got on me about that today. He says nothing wrong with you. Oh Lord, He says nothing wrong with you. You know, in other words, educating yourself. But don't get too deep in it because when you get too deep in it, it can destroy you. And so I look at a lot of things, and especially now with the people that are going through. And I just want to, because I'm going to wrap this up. Tom, you got to come back. We got to do a longer interview. I want to share with the people. Oh, yeah. I want to share this with the people. No matter what you're going through, God cares. And I'm going to ask Tom to lead us in a word of prayer because we need this. People are struggling. People, there are people that are committing suicide. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. They're losing everything. And that is not of God. God wants us to be safe, but all at the same time, God wants us to have a, a, a clean mind, a clear mind. You kind of understand what I'm saying? And what God wants to do, he wants to bless us during this pandemic, but he wants us to rest in him. There are people that are coming up with all kinds of uh, ways to make money in doing the pandemic. Right now, my, my, like I said, my ex-husband, we're very good friends. One of his friends sell food. That mess is funny. Every Friday, my ex-husband would go out and spend $20 for a big plate of food. And he was telling my ex he said, you know what they, I've been making money. He said, I, mean, I make like $300 almost every week doing this. That is God. 
He came up with the, God gave him an idea. And when God gave him the idea, he executed the idea. Now the man is sitting back waiting for NASA to call him back. But if NASA don't ever call him back, he has started up a, a, a thing. The money that people get, this is why I be trying to tell them. When you get your stimulus checks, once you have paid off your bills and things, take that little money and create your even an online job or create something. Don't let the devils, don't let the devil see you sweat. The Bible said he give you power to get wealth. Use it. Don't play with it, but use it. Also, Tom, before we go into prayer, also if you're on food stamps. President Obama fixed it to where that he was able to pardon up with SNAP. If your own food stamps go down to Walmart, you can buy plants to plant you a little garden. It can be done, but you first got to make the first step. Tom, lead us in prayer. I am so sorry. Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm honored to do that. Uh, Lord Jesus, give us clarity in such unclear times. Um, give us a spirit of adaptability. You know that the most difficult part of change and of things like this pandemic is we don't see ourselves making it through and, and the reason we don't see that is because we're looking at the past. Give us the spirit and the motivation of being adaptable, to be able to take change as an adventure and not as a death sentence, because it's not. We have to understand that change happens all the time. What we know now may not be the same tomorrow. And we can't expect it to be. And, and God is the God of adaptability. He gives us, he gives us strength to power through it. But if we choose to wallow in our fears and, and, uh, and wallow in the fact that it's not like it was yesterday, then we'll be stuck. And God doesn't want us to be stuck. There's new opportunities everywhere. We just have to reach out and figure out how we fit in the new way of doing things. And we always fit. We just have to rely on his strength. So God, give us the power to believe in ourselves and believe in your power enough to pull us through the difficult times. There's going to be other difficult times. He knows that. But he sees and he trusts us to, enough to allow struggles for us to learn, for us to grow. We'll never, we'll never grow if we live in our comfort zone. That's not where God wants us. It never once says in the Bible, please be comfortable. No, he wants us to always be growing and reaching out to him. If I was comfortable all the time, I'd forget to reach out to him. And that's what he wants. He wants us to reach up and say, I can't do this, but I know you can. 
And so, Lord Jesus, help us have a positive outlook and look look at tomorrow with eagerness and joy going, I don't know how we're going to get through it, but God, you and I together, we'll get this thing. And we'll not only get through it, we'll love it. And it'll be better. And so... I pray for all the people that listen to your podcast to remember Christ is strength. Christ is hope and Christ is joy. And see that. I pray that we all see that today, tomorrow, next week. No matter what the difficulty is, there's always hope in Christ. And reach out. Thank you, Jesus, for being there for us when we reach. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Tom, it has been an honor to do this interview. And I thank each and every one for listening to Better Health for Women and Men. I am your host, Lady Michelle. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, I love you, and be blessed. God bless you, Tom. God bless you. Thank you so much.